0: Hey everybody, this is Townsend. I'm a singer, songwriter, musician, and mental health advocate, and I started the You're Not Alone project and podcast to help educate, spread awareness, and simply help you feel a little less alone no matter what you're going through. thank you so much for tuning in to Season 2 of You're Not Alone with Townsend. Be sure to click the follow button and share these stories. You can also watch the interviews on our YouTube under Townsend T Music. You can also keep up with the journey if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Townsend T Music. Every like, follow, and share helps us continue to change lives. What is up, guys? Welcome to this week's episode of You're Not Alone with Townsend. I, of course, and your hope's Townsend. If you know me at all, then you know this guest that I have on here. She goes by Taylor Columbus. If you've seen me, you've probably seen her at my gigs and all these things. She's been by Ride and Die for like, 700 years around about approximately. Wait, that makes us sound way older than we yeah, are. Never yeah, never mind. No. Never mind. Not that long. We're anyway, friends. So, yeah, that's right. That's right. We're young, we're fresh. Anyway, so something that I feel like I've been wanting to talk about and something that I have witnessed and observed through friends and family members, including Taylor, is how much work goes into education and the field of education and teaching and things that people take for granted. I see parents take teachers for granted all the time. I see comments like, oh, they're just babysitters. And that is so not the case. It's something that rubs me the wrong way, so I can't imagine as a teacher how much that like fuels your fire. But something that I wanted to discuss was just like behind the scenes of education. What does that look like? And just shining a light on mental health for you guys. Cause I know, like I literally can't imagine wrangling up children of any age. Like that sounds the worst. So I truly feel like you are <laughs> blessed with a gift and any teacher of any kind is just, I feel like it's gotta be a calling for lack of a better word. So without further ado, today, I want to chit chat about teaching and education kind of behind the scenes. I feel like we can all benefit from this conversation. This is Taylor. I always let my guests introduce themselves. First off, thanks for joining.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, about time, right? Yeah, here we are. (laughs) Here we are. Okay, so who is Taylor Columbus? What's your job title? How long have you been teaching? Anything that you want to share with us?
1: Uh, Well, during the day, I'll be, you'll hear me called Miss Columbus. Sometimes it's Miss Clubs. Sometimes mom (laughs) slips out and then you get the, like, my mom would be so mad if I called somebody else that. Um, But my name is Taylor Columbus and I am a first grade teacher in the central Arkansas area. I've been teaching, I'm on year 12, which is mind blowing to me. Some days I'm like, I'm a fresh out of college, little baby teacher. Other days (laughs) I think, where's year 28? Because. You know, just day by day, things change. I am a national board certified teacher, and I also have a master's degree in reading.
0: Okay, very good. Miss Klubes. Yeah. Miss uh, Klubes. I feel like
1: two like, years in a row, I've had kids, when they go to write my name, they write it. Miss
0: Klubes. Bless them. They try. Yep. Love it. On the title of this episode, maybe I'll put featuring Miss Klubes. Miss Klubes. <laughs> this you. <laughs> Our families will be so confused by that. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Yeah. um, We're fresh, young. We're cool. We're not near as old as we really are. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I've known you for a really long time. I truly I tell this conversation we have all the time. I tell Taylor all the time, your job sounds the worst. But like, I feel like you were called to do it. Truly, if you know Taylor at all, blessed with patience beyond imagination, right? So this girl goes to work and wrangles up 77 little children that are snotty-nosed and crazy. No, I love children. I'm totally exaggerating. But she really does all these things and then comes home and volunteers and works out and does all of these things. And as a friend sitting back and watching it, I do not understand how you do that and how you She will never say this herself, but I'm always hearing about awards and what we've done and what we've been nominated for and all these just being around people that compliment her all the time. And like she has this list of kids that parents want in her classroom. So it's really cool to see. And I think from an outsider's point of view, it looks really easy. And something that I hear a lot is that teachers are just babysitters or teachers uh, shouldn't get paid as much as they do, or you get the summers off. It's so easy, and I can't imagine how infuriating that is.
1: It can it can be a little frustrating, especially when I know how much work goes on before school, after school, during the day. Um, research shows that teachers make over fifteen hundred decisions within the school day.
0: Oh, really? Oh, so, mercy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm tired just thinking about that number.
1: Is it can sometimes it can sting a little bit, honestly.
0: Yeah, I can only imagine. So if it's cool, I want to kind of dive into that. I'm going to ask you some questions that might be a little bit personal. Let's start with what does a typical day look like in your classroom?
1: Um, Chaos.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're not, not really. kidding though.
1: Not really. There are moments that can be a little chaotic, but for the most part, it's a very structured environment. Kids and adults alike work best when things are structured. So I'll just kind of walk you through our timeline of what we do just to give you a little like little glimpse into a typical day in a first grade classroom and again you know things come up this that the other so um students arrive at about 7 45 i typically get to school about 7 15 just to like you know have a minute to myself um right when they come in we do we unpack we have our morning routine and then we do like our calendar and a morning meeting and then we go into phonics and um phonological awareness and then we do small groups And we have brain breaks in there. And then they have recess and lunch, math, another recess, finished math. Then we do writing. Then they go to activity. Then we do shared reading and science, social studies. And then we
0: leave. And you teach all those? Teach all of those. Oh, gosh. What? If you expected me to teach a small child math, you have got something mixed up. Like, that. so basically, you're every teacher. You wear every hat. Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. How much work happens behind the scenes, like before and after school? Like, let's be honest, that sounds really structured. And I know for a fact, that's not how it goes. Cause like you said, things happen, kids go Mm -hmm. crazy. So what happens before and after how much work goes into that?
1: Uh, As much or as little as you're willing to put in. I learned very early on that you have to leave things at school. You could work on something all hours of the day and you will work yourself to death if you do not learn to separate school time from personal time. Um, I do try to get to school about 7.15. School starts at 7.45. I can technically leave at 3.45. And a lot of the days I do try to leave about that time because I do like to go to the gym after school. But I could, at the beginning of the year especially, I stay at school till 4.30, 5 o'clock. And on any given day, I could stay that long if I didn't turn my brain off and say, it's time to stop working.
0: As an outsider looking in, I feel like that's a bunch of baloney. You get home super late. I feel like you're like, I'm just now leaving and it's dark and everyone else is in bed. So I feel like you're being shy about that answer. It doesn't turn off. And as a matter of fact, when friends go out to a gig, like where I'm playing, she'll bring all her school stuff and she'll be like cutting things and laminating things in public atmosphere. They're so making don't lie. me sound like an absolute loser. No, maybe just I bring working my too much.
1: With me and
0: <laughs> I'm just saying people don't realize it is non-stop I mean before work after work you're constantly like what can I do to be a better teacher which I feel like people need to know that and appreciate that it's not like you just come in and come out when the teacher when the parents see you it's a non-stop like okay how can I better right. the lesson for tomorrow which is really cool I don't feel like a lot of people do that like I said, uh, you said you can work our, as little
1: Everything that I'm saying is not everybody. And I, oh, yeah. I totally know that um, this is just one teacher's point of view. I do feel like um, I do the best that I can. I want to be better every day for all of my kids. And if me being better takes me spending time before and after school, getting something ready or buying something or preparing it, then that's what I'm going to
0: do. Yeah, absolutely. I used to say during every episode, and I've kind of veered away from that, but I need to bring it back. There's a quote. It's not exactly this, but something along the lines that Brene Brown says, we're not here to be right. We're here to get it right. So everybody's story is different. Everybody's experience is different. We are just here trying to be good people and make it to the next day. So yeah, the conversation that Taylor and I are having is just Taylor's experience, and it's just my experience. Obviously, don't take it. You take it with a grain of salt, right? But the right. point of these conversations is to bring a little bit of awareness and to make you realize like, oh, wow, okay, that's something to think about. Okay, mm-hmm. so people assume teaching is easy because you have summers off, and I'm going to say I'm guilty for this comment in my past years, <laughs> not knowing teachers personally. Mm-hmm. I regret that. I apologize. But what does that look like, really?
1: Summers off. Having summers off is an absolute lifesaver. If teachers did not have summers off, there would be less teachers than there are right now. I can say that. We're coming up on Thanksgiving break and you can just see it in the teacher's faces, faces, in the kids' faces, they need a break. You're not gonna be the best version of yourself if you did not have a break away from the schoolhouse. Okay, Um, so summers off for me typically look like the school year ends, we pack, kind of pack things away, and you take a minute to just be Taylor. I'm not Miss Columbus in the summer. I get to be me. Now, granted, my mind is still going, oh, this year I did this. I'm going to do that again. Or, oh my gosh, I saw this. I need to create that for the next year. So while it's not on the forefront, it's definitely back there of things I need to go ahead and start preparing for the following year. So luckily, um, in my district, we have a certain day you have to be out of the building and you cannot return until a few weeks before school starts. At times, that can be frustrating, especially if you're moving classrooms and things. But the minute those doors get open, I know me and a handful of teachers are in our rooms getting them ready for the next year. So it's, it's kind of like a hamster wheel. It goes quick, quick, quick through the year, and then the summer it slows down, but it's still moving. It's not just stopping. There's so much to be done to get ready for the following year that you're thinking about before the previous one is even over.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Again, I feel like I'm referring to conversations I have heard, but between friends and family and you being teachers I feel like even during the summer it really doesn't turn off like you are constantly ordering things and looking at things and doing your continuing education type stuff oh and we have to go to these and you're like it's summer aren't you supposed to be on a break but really I feel like the term break is used loosely yes very much so I do
1: try to plan some sort of vacation I would say to where I'm not around my computer I'm not around school things, I have to take some time just for me. And I think all teachers need to find some time throughout the year to do that.
0: For sure. I think we could all, we could all do that. Speak yes. it to myself. Okay. <laughs> so I feel like there's certain times a year that mental health is affected a little bit more for everyone. Like there are just going to be times where, you know, it's just affected a little more, You're a little bit more sad, a little bit more stressed, anxious. Do you feel that with teachers?
1: Absolutely. I think day-to-day, there are stressors within classrooms that can cause anxiety to kind of flare up.
0: I want to personally thank you for taking the time to listen to these conversations. It truly means so much. We've changed so many lives for the better, and we want to continue doing so throughout 2023. This project is made possible by sponsors and patrons, so if you'd like to help keep the You're Not Alone project going and hearing these amazing stories we would love for you to join the family at patreon.com slash Townsend T Music. Just for signing up, you'll get free merch, discounts, and behind the scenes patron-only footage, not only of my music, but of each episode. That's right, so each guest on every episode answers a few more questions that only patrons will be able to watch and listen to. So head on over to patreon.com. Slash Townsend T Music, and let's continue changing lives.
1: I know, probably as a whole, from my perspective, again, um, the beginning of the year when you don't know your class list, you don't know what that's going to look like. So, beginning of the year around conference time, when you're about to meet with every single parent, you're thinking about, oh my gosh, I'm of course going to tell positives, but there are some concerns that I have. Are they going to take that the wrong way? Are they going to think that I'm picking on their child? So we've got, but hey, beginning of the year, we have conferences, full moons, because yeah, it weird. seems like everything you're doing is what you should be doing, but it's not working because everybody's just off uh, around break time. I feel like it's kind of amped up. I truly feel like with teaching, mental health is affected more times than not. It'd probably be easier to list the times where it seems pretty calm and everybody's chill. But again, I'm not in everybody's classrooms. Um, I know for me, those are the kind of the times that it feels a little bit more ramped up. And I know for sure, for me personally, when COVID happened, I had never really felt anxious before. And then COVID happened, I had actually just decided to switch school districts. I got a new job. I was in that in between. And then I was having to still work from home. It was, I realized then and there that I am meant to be around people and around kids and sharing what I love to do with others in person
0: yeah absolutely man I feel like that definitely changed a lot of things in the school district did it not absolutely Yeah. I mean I remember I remember some of my best friends were sending their kids to like their first year of school and it was like they had to be in a little cubicle and they had to wear goggles and mask but they're four years old so they didn't know how to communicate well bizarre times like wild to even think back on that
1: and we're still feeling the effects of that
0: in the classroom, even when we're back to quote unquote normal. Yeah, absolutely. What do I mean, what do you feel like? Do you feel like COVID changed teaching things yes. for you? Yeah. Yes. You always hear like that. In, but... in
1: some senses, COVID, this sounds off, but it was a positive thing for teachers. Teachers were amazing. They were superheroes. They could do anything. And then we get back to reality and it's just back to the norm, like kind of being told what to do. And you need to change this and do that. It's like the trust was there and we got a taste of it. And then it kind of got pulled back and it's like, oh, well, we're not doing enough. It's never enough. Um, You need to add this to your plate and you need to do that. And when we did come back from teaching strictly online, we were doing both jobs. We were doing in-person and online. When our kids would go out for recess, we were hopping on the computer and teaching Zoom, like through Zoom. It, that year, I really feel like challenged teachers. I do think it made us stronger as educators, but I wouldn't want to live that again.
0: Ooh, I cannot imagine. Goodness, talking about mental health, I feel like that is a huge test, not only for students and parents, but teachers as well. Like, yes. goodness gracious. Okay. Speaking of that, I feel like maybe that has part to do with it as well. But so many people are leaving this career and you don't hear of many, as many people being like, I want to be a teacher. You know, I feel like that was the thing when we were in college was everyone wanted to be a teacher. Yes. Why do you think that's shifted? It, teaching is hard. Mm-hmm. It The more, the older I get and the longer
1: I do it, the more I realize how hard it really is. I try not to keep that in like the front of my mind because- I think it would take away from the joy I do get from it. But teaching is honestly one of the hardest careers out there. And you'll hear people say, well, I didn't do it for the money. And I did not do it for the money. But there are times when you think, why am I doing this? This is so hard. And I get a lot of positive feedback from administrators. I've always worked for great people. It's just you see other teachers on the internet and even in different states and everything. Telling their point of views. And it just makes you think how hard this job really is. Mm. I mean, you could have your day perfectly planned out. You're going to get everything done. A kid comes in, they've had a bad morning. Well, then your plan changes immediately because you're going to go be a counselor to that kid and you're going to ask them what's going on. Well, then you got to make sure your other kids are on task and they're doing what they need to do. And your whole day just gets shifted. Teachers are flexible. They are incredible. They're great listeners. And I just hope people realize all that goes on. I r- I really do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So what's cool is I actually spoke. So we work on different ends of the spectrum. Like I love geriatrics. They are my people. Shout out to those who don't even know what a podcast is. That's my crew. Taylor's crew is like the babies, right? And we mm-hmm. always talk about how like, oh, I couldn't do your job. And I was talking to we'll call him elderly because he was about 90 years old and he can remember specifically who his kindergarten teacher was. We talked about it today, actually. And he talked about why he remembered this teacher, what she looked like, what she smelled like, what she taught. And the only reason he remembered that was because she went out of her way to be a great teacher. And I think that is so cool. And I don't think people realize like how detrimental it is to be a good teacher and not only that how much weight that puts on your shoulder like okay these people may remember me until they're 90 I better make a good impression yes
1: um so from actually just the other day when you have a kid that's having a hard day and you've tried to correct them and you've tried to get them to do the right things and you feel like you've just kind of nagged at them all day I as a teacher If the end of the day is crazy or I haven't had the time to apologize to them, maybe if I came, if I was kind of short with them or anything like that, that weighs on me all night long until I see them the next day. So imagine that happening to one kid in your room and then you're just having a chaotic day in general. You go home and you just think, I we didn't end that day on a positive note. And it does happen. And you will sit there and you'll stew on it. You don't sleep well until you get to them the next morning and you realize how like resilient kids are they come back the next day is a new day they haven't thought a thing about it but I as a teacher still take the time to bring up what happened yesterday and to apologize if I came off a certain way just so they know adults make mistakes too and we can come back and apologize for maybe something we said or our temper or anything like that
0: boy I can't So go back and think of my teachers apologizing. I'm like, didn't happen, didn't happen. So that's really cool. That's, that's really humbling and neat. I feel like it shows them it's okay to apologize. It's okay to make a mistake. You can go and tell people, you know what? I made a mistake. I was acting not good yesterday. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. That's okay. We all experience that. Cool. I think you're teaching a lot of lessons that you're aware of, but also that you're not aware of for sure. So that's really cool. Okay. What do you feel like? could be done to help people stay in this field? Like, how could we keep good teachers? I think that
1: people higher up, I'm not saying administrators, I'm not even saying people at a central office. I think people at the state level who are making decisions for educators, if they would truly take the time to listen, be in the school buildings, in the public schools, where that money is going, if they would take the time to come and substitute and truly experience what goes on, and I'm not saying for one day, I mean like for a good amount of time, come and experience what is happening in the classrooms. Would would their decisions on certain things be different if they realize, oh, that's what's best for the child? Or, you know, I think we can forgo that. So being around the kids and seeing if what they're trying to decide to do or not is that going to positively affect a child? Is it going to make teachers want to come to work? Is it going to lighten their load rather than weigh it down?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like that could go for a lot of businesses. I know I used to work for a company that the higher ups would make decisions. And as an employee, you're like, that makes no sense. And
1: mm-hmm. it's because
0: they're they're not in touch with the reality of teaching or they're not in touch with the reality of the employees. They're up. You know, know, to put it in perspective, they're up at their office making decisions and not in the workplace. So, yeah, absolutely. Guys, go become a teacher. See what it feels like.
1: Substitute. We are always substitute.
0: That's it. Guys with the ties and the jackets.
1: Speaking of substitutes, that's another time when you said like mental health is on the rise. When you are an educator and you don't feel well or something comes up, the amount, of worry and stress that you feel, it's just easier to come to school. They're not going to be able to find a sub for me. Oh my gosh, my team is going to have to split my kids if they can't find a sub. Did I leave enough stuff for the sub to do? Are my kids going to behave? Are they going to wonder where I am? I didn't get to prepare them. I mean, those are just a handful of things that go through our minds on a daily basis. You will see probably more teachers than anybody Walking around school, not contagious, no fever, but just not feeling well because it's easier to come to school and feel poorly than it is to leave your kids with somebody else because that's the amount of pressure we feel to be at school. It's what's easier for the kids. It's routine for us to be here. You could leave the best sub plans ever. You could have the greatest sub. You know your kids are taken care of, but you still are thinking about them.
0: Yeah. Even if you're at home. Mm-hmm. That might just be you. Other teachers are like, I don't
1: think so. La <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish I could just take a day off for mental health reasons, just a day to like let my brain relax. But I just find myself thinking, I'll just be worried about them anyway, so I might as well be with them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've yeah. seen people prepare for subs, and it's like a, this huge folder of step by step for the entire day, and phone calls all day. Where right? like, why you can't even take off? Why even take mm-hmm. off? Yeah. No benefit whatsoever. Speaking of keeping people in teaching, mm-hmm. how do you feel like teaching has changed since you started? would you say you, you've been doing it 12 years? Is that what you said? 12 years. Oh, goodness gracious. That makes me sound so old. So how has it changed from then to now if you were to compare them?
1: I definitely think where there's a lot more technology.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: along with being a teacher, counselor, uh, mom, sometimes you are also the IT person. If a Chromebook's not working, you're having to stop. Or luckily, you might have a child in your room that can help kids when something goes wrong. So technology has played a major role. It's both a blessing and a curse. I also think there's been a very big push to understand the best way that children read. It's called the science of reading. And that is something that has come a long way. We now understand based on research and things that children learn to read in a certain way and all teachers are having to be observed and trained on how That should go in order to make successful readers. So that has changed a lot. It benefits kids, but it's also stressful. I know in college now, when you go to graduate, you have to take a test. And if you don't pass that science of reading test, you don't get your license until you passed it. So I think that's a great initiative that has started. It's also a stress. I mean, it adds stress to you. If somebody comes in your room and you're not teaching a certain thing, you're worried that you're going to get in trouble. Um, So that's another difference. Um I also think I'm more knowledgeable I have more experience. So certain things that would have intimidated me when I was younger don't intimidate me as much now. I am now a sounding board. I'm kind of a veteran teacher even though I look so young, you know. Yeah, 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 right, um, right. <laughs> I'm a veteran teacher. I am the one people are coming to to ask questions rather than me initiating all the questions. Now granted, I still ask questions every single day. We are always learning but I can now give some sound advice to
0: those new teachers when they don't know what to do. Isn't that crazy to think about? It is crazy. You're the veteran teacher. I
1: don't really like it. Yeah. That's crazy. I feel young. I'm in my twenties. What are you talking about?
0: (laughs) Ooh, you aged rough. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. I just don't look 20 anymore is all I meant. So yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I will speak for myself. Um, I do feel like it's changed even from an outsider's point of view. Like I said, jokingly, thinking back to my teachers, I definitely feel like teachers have a lot more on their shoulders. Like, I I can't think about my teachers back in the day providing the counselor and apologizing and being a mother figure and teaching every subject. And now don't get me wrong, I had great teachers but like they didn't have to worry about all these things. They didn't have to worry about was disciplining too much. Am I going to get in trouble for that? Did I say something wrong? It was the teacher was right. And that was that. And you listened yes. to them. And so I feel like a lot has changed. That was not technology as well. So I, as an outsider, for sure can see differences now based on just a few years ago, really, even since COVID a couple of years ago.
1: Mm-hmm. I And I definitely think that over time, it, this will become the new normal. Teach it. Something is different every day in the classroom. I mean, you could, it's something new. And I think that's why I like it so much, but also kids are kids. They are a reflection of who they're around. And so that's what it comes to. And I also think when it comes to things changing, you have that art of comparison on social media, you'll see mm-hmm. teacher influencers doing this and that. And, all the other things, and so you have to remind yourself it's just for show. Sometimes, like that, you can make it happen, but on the regular,
0: you would burn yourself out doing certain things they do all the time. Yes, I preach this all the time. Social media is a highlight reel, and I am 100% guilty of seeing other musicians and other podcasters going above and beyond. And automatically, right then and there, my anxiety peaks because I'm like, I need to do more. Well, mm-hmm. I already work 24-7. If anyone knows me knows, like I can't possibly do more. So I've had to really hone in on ignoring those or silencing those. And I yes. see teachers as well. And I'm like, how do you possibly have the time to make your home look like it was, or your classroom look like it was done by an interior designer? Every You know, like just you do you and focus on being a good teacher.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I feel like research shows, and don't quote me, this is just something I have learned through time and through health care and through mental health interests, you are who you are around the most. So they talk about the three people you are around the most, you're going to carry on those traits. And you said something earlier that really triggered this for me. And I feel like parents and family members really need to consider like teachers are that person. Like your child is with their teacher <laughs> more than they're with their parent all day 5 days a week and so that burden sitting on your shoulders as a teacher the ones that care to be the mom and the caregiver and the teacher and the this and the that like that is so much yes
1: that is a definite added weight but that's also such a how do I don't want to put that it's such an honor honestly i get to be a role model for your child I get to show them what it's like to be silly. I get to show them what it's like to make mistakes. I get to be firm. I get to hold them accountable. I get to set high goals with them. I get to comfort them when they're sad. Those things are not taken lightly. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about a teacher, they're not, we're not just teaching. We Mm -hmm. are, I mean, we are the jack of all trades. And I truly feel like parents sharing their kids with us it isn't, I mean, it is an honor. I know I just said that, but I don't know what other word to say for it. You and for teachers out there, you, your kids in your class are a reflection of you. They feel the vibe you're putting off. They know when you're happy. They know when you're frustrated. They can feel if you love them or not, or if you're just tolerating them. So just keep that in mind. We all have off days. I had one just last week. It happens. Give yourself grace and parents give your teachers grace. If your kid comes home and Mm -hmm. says something, please don't always take that and run with it. If you're worried or concerned, reach out to your child's teacher, start a conversation. We are in this together. We are a team. That is what is going to be what's best for the child is for us to work together to make it be a successful year.
0: Yes, yes. That is a whole other topic that we could talk for days about is like the relationship between teachers and parents and like keeping the peace between. I can't imagine the different personalities and the helicopter parents and the ones that check in too much and take everything personally and sensitive. Even that is a role that no thanks. I'm good. Thanks so much. Like, yes. that's that's wild that you guys have to deal with all of that. OK, so what do you wish people knew about teaching? If they were to leave this podcast, remembering one thing, what do you feel like it would be? Oh, one thing. I would say one thing
1: I would want people to take away is that 99.9% of the time, that's a big teachers are truly doing what they feel is best. You might not understand it, It may not make sense to you. You may question it, but when it comes down to it, we are doing the best that we can. Mm -hmm. And just remember, if something seems off, we all have off days. So just grace. Give teachers grace. I think that's a good one. And not not even parents of kids, people who love a teacher, who are partners with a teacher, who are family members of a teacher, give them grace. We are tired. We are tired. And we try, we turn it on all day long to do what's best for these kids. When we are not miss so-and-so anymore, just let us have a minute.
0: Let us take our computer out to eat and cut laminated elephants. Yeah, no, no, all jokes aside, I I would have to agree with that. Like I said, there are so many hats that I feel like people don't even think about you wearing and things that I can't even comprehend, nor nor do I even want to try. And you think about one parent taking something the wrong way. We have to stop and think there are 29 other children in the classroom, and maybe it was better for Bob, but not Bill. And it just, there's just so many different pieces that move each and every day. Like I said, there are 15 Hundred decisions made every day not everyone every single person's going to agree with and a lot of them are going to be made like off the cuff you know what I mean and yes. so 15 it's qu- not, we're bound to make mistakes making 1500 decisions a day or one and that so, you don't agree even if it's not a mistake one that maybe all 30 students and their parents and their uncles and their aunts and their cousins don't agree with or see eye out eye on that's bound to right. happen
1: right and I've seen people before too teachers that I used to work with and then parents like blasting them on social media. And my thought just goes back to what if that was just a mistake? What did you talk to their, did you talk to the teacher? Did you try to have a conference or did you just burst and spew it all out there because it felt therapeutic? Just remember, we are people too that we do do our best just about every single day. There are going to be off ones, of course, but we are doing our
0: best and we want what's best for your child. Gosh, that'd be so tough as a teacher to wear all those things and then see somebody blast you on social media. And even, social like media. Think,
1: even thinking about all the things that we do, I truly, I know I'm leaving a ton of stuff out. We would be here forever
0: if I sat here and listed all the things that teachers do. Yeah, I've, I had to add like 10 that you left out. Yeah yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, so speaking of that, you wear all these hats. Teaching yeah. is stressful. It's a blessing, but let's just be for real. There's a lot going on. It's It's a little yeah. bit of a circus. What does self-care look like for you? Like how do you take care of you? Like you said, you're Miss Columbus during the day, five days a week at the very least. Mm-hmm. What does looking like Taylor look like?
1: Um, I'm a pretty outgoing and loud person. Anybody that knows me would be like, She's loud. That's one of the first yeah. adjectives they would use to describe me. Um, I'm also very much an extrovert at school. So when the school day is done. I typically, if I just go straight home, I'd go home and drive in the quiet. You just need a minute. Your brain doesn't even know what which way is up. Um, if I don't have a list and I need to go to the grocery store, there's no telling what I'd come home with. So quiet to get mm-hmm. my thoughts in order. Mm-hmm. Um, self-care for me, I really do enjoy working out. I love to go to the gym. I get to be around adults. There's music playing. I get to have a good time, whatever stress or energy is all pent up from the day. I can kind of release it. Um, and then I typically shower and get ready for bed at about mm, seven o'clock.
0: What? I don't have
1: children. Yeah. So if I had kids, it would probably look a little different, but for me, it is some quiet time exercising. I like to get my nails done. That just makes me feel put together. Um, Maybe stopping to get a little sody, a little fountain sody from somewhere mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. I feel it, That's it. but yeah,
0: Reading. doing something
1: for me.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. I like that. Very good. That looks different for everybody. I like asking that question. It makes me think, okay, what could I do that they do? Or like hearing what brings people happiness and peace. It's cool to hear all the different answers. Like for me, getting my nails done would not bring me peace. That would actually make now me incredibly, yeah, yeah. That would make yeah. me incredibly restless. Um, I've been told I don't sit still well. Imagine that. You know. uh, yeah. So two hours sitting, that sounds terrible. But like to hear you say it, I'm like, oh yeah, great. Good for you. I love that for you.
1: And of course you can go down the rabbit hole of social media. And I do that sometimes too. Sure. Um, Everybody, everybody. I like to do mindless
0: things after school. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Okay. Okay. We talked about this earlier, and I'm truly curious myself, how can parents help teachers more?
1: I've been blessed to have some really good parents. Um my whole I mean, my whole career, 12 years I've had good parents. Um, I think to help more, I know personally. If I have something that I need for the classroom, I'm not one to come out and ask for it unless I've had your child before and we really have like a that kind of relationship. It just is uncomfortable for me to ask. Or reach out every so often and say, hey, is there anything you need for your classroom? I'd love to help. If you have a question about something, please email, contact the child's teacher. Um, and also just know if if a teacher comes to you with a concern of some sort, That is so incredibly hard to do because we don't want you to think in any certain way, shape, or form that we think you have done anything wrong, but we are wanting for you to be aware of things that we see when they are not with you. It might be something that could affect them down the road academically. It could be something that could be taken care of at home if you're made aware of it. So contacting parents with something that is not always positive is probably... One of the things that sparks mental health is struggles in teachers the most. It's very hard to tell somebody something that they notice. And somebody else, it's not always a positive thing. But it's out of a place of love and care for your child.
0: Especially to a parent who thinks their
1: child is perfection. Absolutely. And children are, they are amazing. Children are just the best. And I want the best for them. So if a teacher does come to you with a concern, just listen to what they have to say, think on it, and then you all can you can say, hey, let me think on it. And then we have a conference about this at a later time. Once you've had some time to kind of process what's been told to you, you don't have to answer right then and there. You don't have to find a solution at that exact moment. You can take time to think about it and say, hey, can I contact you and I set up a meeting to talk about this a little more? We will be
0: more than happy to do that. Yeah. Validate the teacher's feelings for sure. Because yeah. they're, again, they're with your kid. More than you are, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I love it. Yeah, love good it. I love, I
0: love that for you. <laughs> I love that you love that and that I don't have to have your job. Let's be for real. Well, And it's very admirable that
1: you know that you would not make a good
0: teacher. Because, because I would. No, no, no. To be totally honest, I know we joke a lot. I love children. I chill, and you've told me before, I feel like children flock to me. They L- do. I do not understand and I cannot understand the role of a teacher. It's kind of like a mother. I bow down to you all. I think you deserve all the credit in the world. You deserve all the credit, all the love, all the grace because that is just an amazing, wonderful job that you guys are doing. Um, I know for me and my listeners, we respect teachers. And thank you for joining us. Like, what an honor to take time after a long day. Speaking of, it's late in the evening. You were working overtime, just kind of helping, trying to shine a light on things. So thanks for joining.
1: You're welcome. It's because I can see, like, there spring uh, not spring break
0: what you're already losing it
1: thanksgiving break is right around the
0: corner holidays are coming up guys thank you so much for tuning in taylor thanks for chit chatting with us again take it with a grain of salt this is just our conversation obviously she does not speak for every teacher i do not speak for every podcaster this is just to shine some light let you know like hey maybe like thank a teacher or something yeah hey
1: thanks and all it takes is a thank you we don't expect gifts sometimes just a note of appreciation it i mean a note of appreciation honestly it means so much just when you think
0: about them Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, here's my note. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining. Listeners, as always, this is how this works. Taylor and I are going to continue chit-chatting. If you want to hear the rest of our conversation, log on to patreon.com slash music. We're going to keep going. If not, we'll see you next week. If you'd like to hear the rest of this interview, visit patreon.com slash music. And don't forget, you can also watch the interviews on our YouTube channel at Townsend T Music YouTube. Let's be honest. I think we could all use somebody to talk to every now and then. Healing Path Counseling in Conway, Arkansas is 100% my go-to when it comes to therapy. Wendy Blackwood has more credentials than letters in the alphabet. She's won awards for her outstanding services and has a whole page of board memberships. Basically... She knows what she's doing. She works hard to help equip you with the tools needed to live your best life. She even offers a variety of services, including, but not limited to, cognitive behavioral therapy, technology-assisted counseling, relationship counseling, and EMDR. Trust me, I know therapy can be intimidating at first, but let me assure you, Wendy does her best to make you comfortable and find the best solutions and plans for you. Trust me, don't wait to make the call. Give Wendy Blackwood Healing Path Counseling a call today. Get started on the best version of you. Okay guys, if you're in the market to buy or sell, I have the perfect company for you. Clark & Co Realty is located in the Benton Bryant, Arkansas area, but they're able to serve you no matter where you're located in the state. They've streamlined the process of buying or selling a home to make it so much easier. They have a team of industry experts that make sure you have access from anything you can think of. I'm talking from local home inspectors, to painters, to gardeners, and so much more, just to provide you with the best service possible. They're dedicated to providing the most up-to-date market data in the area. And I think the coolest part is if you go on their website, you can use their easy to use, fast property search. You can even create a custom market report to see what's active, under contract, and sold in your neighborhood. Their team is made up of caring, knowledgeable professionals that work around the clock to help you with the process of buying and selling your home. So again, if you're in the market to buy or sell, Clark & Co. Realty is definitely the company for you. Tell them Townsend sent you. Selena with Impact Coaching & Consulting is a certified life coach who helps women find harmony with their faith, family, and career. She offers a virtual goals workshop, mastermind group, and a one-on-one private coaching where she helps you identify your deepest purpose, develop a roadmap to reach tangible goals, and encourage you to overcome any obstacles along the way. Selena's worked with hundreds of business professionals throughout the United States including small business owners, direct sales associates, chiropractors, financial advisors, real estate agents, doctors, professors, teachers, and many more. You can follow her at coach underscore Selena on Instagram and impact life coaching on Facebook. You'll love the encouragement and the practical tips for finding harmony in your unique life.